When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Had any of them had like prior stun, you know, experience before going into this? No. Wow. <laughs> Jeremy oh, did it. Brian didn't. Um, so uh, Huju didn't. There's a scene in the pilot where um, Huju is chopping a carrot with a knife. Mm. She trained for three months to do that. Oh like she, she took classes. <laughs> I mean, everybody dove in to such an incredible degree for the. Uh, for this stunt work, you're not signing up to do a show like Treadstone without knowing that there's going to be a deep commitment to uh, to the action. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number nine of The Fourth Wall. I'm your host, Griffin Schiller, and this is the show where we break down the fourth wall of the film industry as we get an inside look through our conversations with industry professionals, ranging from directors, actors, you name it. This show is, of course, part of the Playlist Podcast Network, where you can find our weekly film discourse show, along with some other shows such as Indie Beat, Be Real, and much more. Whatever your fix is, we got you covered over there. This week, I had the privilege of speaking with producer Ben Smith. Now, Ben Smith is one of the showrunners of the Jason Bourne spinoff series, Treadstone. Ben has also served as a producer on the films Jason Bourne and The Bourne Legacy, and he comes to this series with a depth of experience in and knowledge of the characters and the world of Bourne. Now, I had the opportunity to watch the first four episodes of the show before speaking with Ben, and I just want to take a second here and let you all know that Treadstone is something very special. I was hooked from the end of the first episode, and I don't think enough people are really talking about it, but the best way that I can describe it is essentially if you take the intensity of 24, that nonstop adrenaline rush, and mash it with the character balancing of heroes you get Treadstone. Now, the show has premiered on the USA Network, and you can catch it every Tuesday at 10, 9 central. The series basically explores the origins of Treadstone, which helped give birth to Jason Bourne, as well as connecting those origins to the present day. We follow these sleeper agents from around the world as they mysteriously start to wake up. Up. Now, during my conversation with Ben, we talked about conceptualizing the show, the road to eventually getting it developed, the involvement of Tim Kring, who was the showrunner and creator of Heroes, some of the action in the show, and then Ben's personal relationship with the Bourne franchise. This one was actually a lot of fun, guys. I think you're going to love it, and I hope you decide to check out Treadstone after listening to what Ben has to say. But without further ado, let's get into this thing. Here is is my conversation with Ben Smith. Say, I am absolutely loving this show, and it's it's so weird because I had I really had no idea what to expect going into it, but I, I'm like four episodes in, and I I want to see more. I'm mad that I wasn't able to watch more. Awesome. 
uh, it only gets better. Keep yeah, well, that's the that's the vibe I get. You know, and it's it just. I think for me, it really just feels like that 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 like uh, that classic must see television that you, you want to watch from from week to week. This feels like almost reminiscent of when like you know Twenty Four was on uh, TV and stuff like that, and and you're really able to sink your hooks into uh, the audience with each um, episode at the, at the end of each episode. So I, I'm I'm like curious for you, uh, wh- what was your approach to sort of bringing Born? to uh, uh television and, and why did you feel or not born but the world of born and why did you feel that television was the perfect format as opposed to a film uh well treadstone has been something that i've been working to bring to television for probably a decade mm-hmm. uh and the mythology of this organization is so rich and so fascinating um, that Ludlum created and then that that are touched on in the films and was the genesis of Jason Bourne. Uh, and the idea of of having different characters that we can kind of focus on that are um, either within the world of Treadstone or affected by Treadstone is was something that I'm was passionate about and passionate about um, because it's so rich and it's so it's, it's very interesting. You can tell very personal stories, uh, but also have a, an incredible globe trotting action adventure um, adventure story as well. So the, the base, um, the base that Ludlam created is just it's very rich and i think it's a perfect fit for um for television you just have a lot more you have a lot more real estate to dive in deeper a lot of different characters which is what we've done in treadstone yeah yeah i i really i i agree with that and I, and it was and it's once again it's interesting because i'm like oh born i was like how how is how are you going to expand that into like a television format? But you guys have really figured out something that that works um, excellently, I would say. And and I mean, like this isn't the first attempt to expand the Born universe because obviously you, there was uh, you guys did a little bit with uh, the Born Legacy, which you were a producer on, mm-hmm. um, and then you opening it you open it up here with Treadstone, and this really feels like the. Uh, the the manifestation of what your end goal was. So for you, like, what was the key in in really, you know, nailing the the world expansion for for Jason Bourne? Um, what was the key? You know, when I met with Tim Crane, who had kind of started um, a lot of this type of television when mm-hmm. he did Heroes yes, um, yes. years yeah. ago. And the idea of having different characters or having a character like Soyun who we meet, um, who's a housewife in North Korea, or Doug, who's working in the Arctic on an oil rig, um, or Bentley, who we meet in 1973, East Berlin. That the idea that we could tell a lot of, uh, of different stories that we're all connected and we're all dealing with the same mythology and thematic, um, that was what was exciting. And, and when we first started to talk about the possibilities of the storytelling and of the different characters and different worlds that we could explore, especially today when the world is is vast yet it's very small mm-hmm. um having in the in the last you know in the last nine months i think i've traveled 240,000 miles um and have a have i mean 
we're all listening. Yes, there there's many, many, many differences, but there's more things in common than not. And being able to tell a story um, that takes place in North Korea or to tell a story um, that takes place in Washington, D.C., and having all of them happen concurrently, uh, was that's when it locked in for me, I, this, this incarnation of Treadstock. Yeah, yeah. For, well, it's fascinating you bring that up because it, the uh, you know even though the books were written in in the eighties, the like the first three Bourne films were very much uh, they they felt like a product of that post nine eleven world. Um, and then with like this show, it it does very much feel like um, of its time, if you will. Uh, so I I I really enjoyed that approach and i think that's something when it, when it comes to like espionage material like uh like jason bourne like james bond or, or mission impossible i feel like those are at its best when it when it really is on top of what's going on in the world today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. agreed yeah that was um those exploring the kind of the geopolitical realities of the world um, but always with the, with the main focus being on our, on our character's personal story, um, because that's where the grist is. Um, and that is something that that you get in Jason Bourne. I think it's something that you get in So Yoon's story, yeah. in Doug's story, um, and in Bentley's story. Uh, you see how the global world is affecting them um, in a very personal way. Right, right. Now, I I do want to touch on uh, Tim Kring's involvement, but before we go into that, just for for those who haven't seen the show or for for those who who are unaware, um, where exactly Mm -hmm. does Treadstone fit in the timeline of the Bourne universe and and how does it connect to the the films wherever it may fall? Um, Well, Treadstone was, there were precursors to it um, that were alluded to in, in Ludlum's books. Um, but it started in the 70s, and we meet Bentley in 1973, um, and, and his story does become kind of a precursor for what happens with Treadstone. Uh, Cicada started sometime in the at a later period. Um, that specific program, there are different programs. Aaron Cross came from a specific program, as did Jason Bourne. Blackbriar is under um is under treadstone when we pick up our story it's a little over a decade after jason Bourne. we meet jason Bourne and the Bourne identity okay okay perfect yeah and it, it really does it, it fits right in there beautifully which was mm-hmm. another thing i love about this show is it's it it very much stylistically draws inspiration from those films as you would hope but you you have a way of of um of making it its own specifically in terms of like the action and the fighting styles it's still it still feels like very born-esque but uh it's tailored to each individual character which i thought was a was a nice touch awesome yeah it is um everybody every character has a unique style um both kind of tailored for both the character and the actor um but all within a very kind of grounded visceral born like way uh our stunt coordinator and second unit director worked on born ultimatum um so he was very familiar with what we've done yeah and and like it's it's one of those things where it's like in each in each episode we're we're treated to just like a, a really you know high octane intense non-stop like action 
set piece, which, which you don't usually get, I guess, in, in television, but I guess because you guys have, um, what is it? It's like a, it's a 10 episode limited series, correct? Correct. Yep. So, yeah. So I guess because you guys have 10 episodes and your time is, is limited as opposed to like your traditional, like 20, whatever episode um, format, you're, you're able to kind of like continually build the tension in each episode um, in a way that, that gives the overall series a brisk pace and you can pepper in those action se- sequences a little bit more. Yes, um, 100%. We, uh, yeah, there's, I think that within every episode we have um, a lot of action, um, but it's definitely kind of peppered throughout in terms of it's never action for action's sake. It's always yeah. coming from a, a, from a character or an emotional um, viewpoint. Um, and we're also traveling to a ton of different locations. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And well, and, and speaking of that, that, that kind of goes with balancing all of these characters, which leads me to Tim Kring, because I, I feel like he was the absolute perfect person to get involved with this sort of show, just given his work on Heroes and this this show, it, it gave me, from what I've seen so far, I get a lot of Heroes uh, season one vibes specifically, uh, just with uh, meeting these characters, them discovering that they have these quote-unquote abilities or are, you know, sleeper assassins. Um, and so I'm curious, you know, could, could you talk a bit about his involvement and, you know, how when did he get involved, what some of those conversations were like and, and what ideas he had um tim got involved in the in the beginning with with this incarnation it's based on our meetings um that he kind of he pitched me a a world and we started talking about what the possibilities were and i I was unbelievably excited and having been a fan of heroes as well it did make perfect sense to start to build this world out with um with Tim and Tim was deeply um involved in the development and genesis of the series without question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just I once again I just love the 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 balancing of of all the characters and and so I, because you're going to different uh uh, geologic because you're going to different you know locations around the globe uh, were were all yeah. of those um, sequences shot in the respective places that they take place in uh, you know how much was shot like on on set versus on location I guess I we were based in Budapest which is where that was kind of our home base so we shot a lot of um, a lot of our sequences or a lot of sequences on stages and in locations around Budapest. But for our international, we had an international unit working um, simultaneously with our main unit and an action unit or a second unit. So we had three units shooting at all times, um, more or less. Mm -hmm. And we shot in Africa, we shot in India, we shot in Taiwan, we shot in Hong Kong, we shot in Korea, Amsterdam, Paris, London, Greece, and Colombia. Wow! Yeah, so it's a real, it's a real globe so we show. At, yeah. So when you see, yeah, the things that you see on the um, on the screen, but both in terms of locations, and I would say ninety-five percent of our action, we do, um, we do. It's actual. It's not. It's it's actual. We do our actors trained for almost a year to do stunts. Oh, wow. We had an incredible stunt team. 
Um, and when, if it looks like when we say that we're in India or when it says that we're in, in Ghana, Africa, um, or in Colombia, we're shooting there. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Actually, I had, I had no idea. It was just that it was that, you know, elaborate and, and especially the actors, uh, tackling their own stunt choreography. That's, that's not something you often see in television, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, uh. I mean, everybody dove in. I mean, yes, we did. We have um, a, we have a, a lot of stunt performers, without question. Mm. But our um, our cast dove in and did so much stunt training to make their sequences as real and as literal um, as possible. So it was it was an awesome experience. Yeah. Really. Well, and, and and had any of them had like prior stunt you know experience before going into this? Huh? Um, no. Wow. <laughs> Jeremy oh, didn't. Brian didn't. Um, so, uh, Huju didn't. Um, I mean, but they all take their craft so seriously. I mean, we have a, a Huju trained, everybody trained for months and months and months. But, you know, there's a scene in the pilot where, um, Huju is chopping a carrot with a knife. Mm. She trained for three months to do that. Oh like she, she took classes. I mean, everybody dove in to such an incredible degree for the uh, for the stunt work. And and you know, Buster Reeves, who's our second unit director and our stunt coordinator, um, who's created some of the best action sequences for, by the way, for Born Ultimatum mm. or for The Dark Knight. Um, he's done. He's done a lot of action sequences and he, it was very important to him and to us that we did as much um, as, as that we had our performers perform as much as we possibly could. Yeah. Um, and everybody, everybody was excited about that. You're not signing up to do a show like Treadstone without knowing that there's going to be a deep commitment to, uh, to the action. Right, right, and and to to authenticity too. I would imagine because, like I said, just yeah. all all of the stuff that's going on feels super, uh, very much in that like Paul Greengrass style of the the, the Bourne films, um, which which actually I, I I'm kind of curious about. What, did did you ever speak with with Paul at all about about the show or any time? Did he ever give any like in, in input at all or? No, you know the this essay. This was created um, pretty independently from kind of the Bourne films mm-hmm. um, or very independently. Um, what was we wanted, this was about mythology and new characters that we believed in. And yes, that there are connective tissues because Bourne did come from Treadstone, but these were completely different stories. And, and your reference to Bourne Legacy in terms of Aaron Cross, who was a completely different story. Yeah. Um, all of these characters were, were different. So, yeah, the incubation and the development of this happened, uh, happened on its own. So, so do you think that the the future of Born for in order for it to, to be at its best is is when you're introducing new characters and new kind of programs like this, or do you think that there's uh, room for for tie-ins like with, with eventually like Aaron Cross or or Jason Bourne? Because you know we've seen in shows like Limitless, uh, which is based off of the film. You know, Bradley Cooper was involved for a couple of episodes, and um, I, I I think from my understanding, none of like Jeremy Renner or Matt Damon are not 
they don't make appearances in this show, but maybe down the line, do you see something where, where maybe some of the characters from Treadstone will come in contact with Aaron Cross or Jason Bourne? I mean, it's, you know, it's all, it's, it's story gen- generated. This is all story. There is no plan for that mm-hmm. right now. Um, but w- where we're at in two years, I can't say. Um, cause it is all about, it's all about the story that's unfolding and the mythology that's being created, uh, where that goes, we're, we're, we're all kind of diving into that now, yeah, but there yeah. is no plan. There is no plan for that right now. I was fascinated to learn that it wasn't going to be a show on that streaming service. It was actually going to be on, on USA. Do you think there's, there's room for maybe more original sort of born content on, on there? Um, you know, they haven't launched yet. I think that they're launching sometime next year. Right. Um, I'm really excited about being on USA. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but the, obviously I watch, I, I watch a lot of, of television and it's not so much about where I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about content. Uh, so am I excited about what they're doing at Peacock? without question and are there possibilities and, and things for kind of the the world of born to explore in that yes are there plans to do that today no yeah 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 for sure and um i i have just a couple quick questions for you here before we start wrapping yeah. up um i i know that there was and i'm sure you've been getting this question a lot but i know that there, there was talk of of another born film following uh treadstone um is there is there any sort of development on that other than it's in in the works or is is that about as as far as as you have right now yeah no and that, there is no um the what's happening in the world of born is independent of what's happening right now in treadstone uh there is crossover mythology but there is no planned tie-in Mm-hmm. um today okay cool yeah but hey i mean you know that's possibilities i guess come up and 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 whatnot exactly two two quick questions for you hopefully they're hopefully they're fun ones so um you know given your uh, involvement in in this whole universe who are actors you would like to see enter the universe um and, and either be a, as as assets or or villains who, who are like some great character actors you would like to see ah god Character actors that I would like to see. There are so many actors that I would love to that I would love to work with. Um, many who know. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to hold on that one. No, that's totally fair. Yeah, things. I mean, there's, there's they, they, yeah. They, yeah, I mean, I'm you know, I, I'm huge fans. I'm a huge fan of Brad Pitt, of Leo, of of Margot Robbie. Um, but I'm also love Emma Stone. Um, mm. Would love to do something with Angelina Jolie. Uh, yeah, so there's a number of you know there's a number of actors. Tom Holland, I think, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, we're working with John Cena on something, which and I love him. Um, so there's a, a a number of actors that I'm uh, would love to figure something out with. Yeah, I mean that's I mean just like some of the actors you mentioned, seeing them in this this sort of universe, it, it would be. It'd be interesting, especially because it's such a different kind of thing. Well, for some of them, it, w- it would be such a different kind of thing that, from what we're used to seeing. Uh, last question for you, um, and and maybe this is a little bit of a long-winded one, but uh, 
your your relationship with with the Bourne franchise? What what has your kind of overall relationship been with it? Like from starting from the novels up until now, how has it evolved? And uh, what was like that one thing that made you fall in love with with Ludlum's original material? Um, when I was boy, when I was probably twelve years old, eleven years old, um, the first hardcover book that I was given. Um, as a kid was from my grandmother and it was the Parsifal Mosaic. Um, my grandma was a huge Robert Ludlum fan. And from reading that book, I became hooked. Many years later, um, I was approached uh, and asked by Doug Lyman um, or on behalf uh, if I had ever read Born. And I had read Born, and I, I was a voracious reader as a kid, mm-hmm. loved reading, loved um, the Born books. And I, you know, got involved helping um, and suggesting different kind of people that I thought should work uh, on the Born script and relate that to Doug. Uh, being one of them or the person I was most excited about for it because I'd just seen Dolores Claiborne uh, was the writer of that named Tony Gilroy because um, I thought he could definitely get the visceral action, but that he created phenomenal characters. Mm-hmm. And if you could get the characters that he creates along with his, um, his, his kind of brilliant mind and the, and the way that he can create very intense, amazing visceral action that you can have, you could have a, a great film in Bourne. The estate heard about my help without really having any stake in the game by just being a fan. And they called and asked if I would be interested in working with them. And of course I was. Yeah, man, that's, I mean, that's just so cool how all that stuff works out. I mean, you know, with your relationship as a, as a kid and then how it's like you're, you're now, you know, uh, show running, uh, expanding the Bourne universe. So that's, that's, that's awesome. And I, and I like to see more uh, espionage kind of content like this uh, just out there because I, I grew up on James Bond and, uh, you know, Mission Impossible and that stuff. So this this whole subgenre is like very much some of my favorite content out there right now. Awesome. Good to hear. Yeah. Well, anyways, thank you so much, Ben, for your time. I'm loving this show. I uh, can't wait to see the rest of it. And, and I hope that you're you're able to continue it down the road. Rock and roll. Keep me posted. Let me know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. Will do, man. All right. Well, take care, dude. Well, there you have it, guys. That was my conversation with Ben Smith. Hopefully, you learned a little bit more about Treadstone, and hopefully, you decide to go check it out as well. I think a lot of you are going to like it. Like I said, I've been thoroughly enjoying it, and I can't wait to watch the rest of the season. It's only a 10-episode event series, so hopefully, after this is all said and done, we'll get another series, and we can keep on having fun in the Jason Bourne universe. Treadstone airs every Tuesday at 10, 9 central on the USA network so if you're interested in checking it out that's where you can do so but the most important thing is i want to hear from you all i want to hear your thoughts on treadstone if you've started watching it down in the comments section below of wherever you're listening to this episode be sure as always to subscribe to the playlist podcast network for more episodes of the fourth wall along with the rest of our diverse film centric catalog and if you want to go that extra mile and you feel so inclined we'd love it 
if you drop us a rating and a review as it greatly helps out the show, helps us get noticed, and it lets me know what you all are loving and what you think we can improve upon. Now, I'm not entirely sure when the next episode is going to air, but I can tease that the week of November 1st, the week that Motherless Brooklyn comes out, I'm going to be dropping my conversation with the director and star and writer and producer of that film, Mr. Edward Norton. That was a fascinating conversation that you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed so you don't miss that episode. But until then, if you like me and you like what I have to say, you can follow me on Twitter at Griff Schiller. All right, that's going to do it for this episode and I'll catch you next time. Take care.